What is Gen X? What is the silent generation? What do generations have in common? Hi, I'm Trish the Dish from the Gen X Voice Podcast, and I invite you to listen to conversations I have with folks from different generations, backgrounds, beliefs, and experiences in an attempt to see what connects rather than divides us. Even though Gen X has been called slackers, Karens, or not mentioned at all in some cases, we are the bridge generation, so I feel compelled to do my part to destroy ageism by bringing all these voices together. And, as a bonus, each guest gets to answer some 80s questions at the end of each show. So download and listen to Gen X Voice today on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And let's see how much we have in common after all. Neurological and cognitive disorders, as well as mental illness, have long been misunderstood, misinterpreted, and feared. Throughout the years, the American Psychiatric Association has discovered and sometimes removed clinical diagnoses that end up in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. Each week, my co-host and I will bring you a new disorder and provide you with all the information you need to better understand how the human brain works. This is Psyche Saturday. Welcome to another installment of Psyche Saturday. Today, Dan and I will be finishing up the schizophrenia spectrum disorders with one that I think is extremely important to discuss. Brief psychotic disorder. I am, of course, your host, Sarah, and with me, as always, every day of my life is my lovely co-host Dan. Every day, Every day. That's it. That's what, that's what I signed up for. Ever. Yep. That's what I signed up for twice. Yep. I wouldn't have it any other way. Except it's Valentine's Day weekend, so we gotta be all loving. Right. Yeah. Ooh, hi, baby. Heart. She's making a heart with her hands now. It's actually a pretty good one. It's pretty good. I usually... Yeah, you're supposed to do it like that, and you're supposed to see it from behind. So you're supposed to turn now. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. On with the show. According to the DSM-5, brief psychotic disorder, also known as BPD, which can also be bipolar disorder, which can also be borderline personality disorder. They really need to figure out different acronyms for all of these because BPD could be a lot of them. But for this show, we're going to call it BPD because it's easier. Anyway, according to the DSM-5, this is the diagnostic criteria. And you can hear me holding my DSM <laughs> as I flip through the pages. All right, so A, the presence of one or more of the following symptoms. At least one of these must be one, two, or three. So you can only have, you can have just one of them, but it has to be one, two, or three, or you could have more. 
One, delusions. Two, hallucinations. Three, disorganized speech. Four, grossly disorganized or catatonic behavior. B, duration of an episode of the disturbance is at least one day, but less than one month, with eventual full return to pre-morbid level of functioning. C, the disturbance is not better explained by major depressive or bipolar disorder with psychotic features or another psychotic disorder such as schizophrenia or catatonia, and is not attributable to the physiological effects of a substance or another medical condition. So schizophrenia is lifetime. And we had schizophreniform disorder, which is one month to six months. And now we have delusional, uh, I'm sorry, now we have um, brief psychotic disorder, which is one day to one month. So this when, is, again, why it's a spectrum. It's when your undies make you crazy. When your undies make you crazy? Yeah, I got that a lot. What are you talking about? Yeah. Brief, brief psychotic disorder. When your undies oh, make you brief, crazy. Oh, like, brief, like your briefs. Ha. Huh. I got that a lot at work, sitting there, and they're just pissing you off. Dan with the jokes. Anyway... BPD is an acute but transient disorder, which is potentially brought on by significant stressors in one's life. It is also known as a form of psychosis, and it can have devastating effects on an individual. So, what do you think the prevalence of BPD is? Have you been giving this thought? thinking 70% 70% yeah five sevenths because every weekday I get BPD oh god uh bro I don't know um pretty small point four percent point four percent yeah okay So, the prevalence of BPD is not actually specifically known, but it is estimated to be extremely low, and that's why they don't actually have a number. Cool, I'll take it. One study I just saw, which I don't know if I believe 100%, said that it can show up in four in 100,000 people. So, point, what was that, point zero 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 four something like that? Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, it's like, it's minuscule. But there was a Finnish study and an Irish study done, and they found that it is about um, 0.05%. So it could be different in different areas of the world, or depending on what the study is, again, how how many people they're studying in the research, all of that stuff. But it's, it's very minuscule, very minuscule. Um, brief psychotic disorder has to be within that window of that one to one day to one month. If it is longer, then obviously it's not 
brief psychotic disorder. Obviously, brief means that it is a short-lived period. Um, I want to say that maybe more people actually go through it and maybe don't realize they're going through it because it is such a short-lived disorder. Right, and I was going to say that this is this is actually one of those one, a tough one to estimate the prevalence of because of the fact that I could see a lot of people going through this. Right. You know, yeah. you just have a you know, for lack of a better word, a crazy day, and you don't know, or even like an hour where you just like you're just out of your mind. You don't understand why, and then you're just better later, and you're like, all right. So it's actually said that BPD affects populations under high stress, such as refugees, immigrants, victims of natural disasters, etc., at a higher rate than those who have not had such significant trauma and stress. It is also said to affect women at higher rates than men. So they say a lot of it comes on because of stressors. Um, and then, you know you have kind of this this psychosis for a little bit and then it it can resolve itself um and it makes sense that you know people in these under these circumstances would would potentially have uh yeah a, a, almost a, a mental break right absolutely you know? yeah. Yeah. yeah your body is going crazy your hormones are going crazy so you go a little crazy right, right. yeah <laughs> essentially um, and so what would you say now is the prevalence of BPD within the prison population? Again, it's tough to say. I mean, because I can see this being the kind of thing that gets diagnosed just as an explanation mm. for someone's aberrant behavior. But I mean, it's it's got to be also pretty low, especially considering that the diagno the prevalence among the general population is pretty low. So, I don't know. I'm going to stick with my point 4%. Okay. <laughs> so, a study by uh, Chowdhury. I, I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but I'm going to call him Chowdhury. Yeah. Um, and yeah. <laughs> it all found that among 33,588, yeah, exactly, big population, um, out of that amount of prisoners studied, covering 24 countries... Wow. The prevalence of psychosis, specifically, so psychosis, was about 3.6% in men and 3.9% in women. Okay. So it was seen, and again, this is psychosis as, as yeah. a whole. Right. So I couldn't specifically find brief psychotic disorder, um, which again tells me that it's probably such an insignificant amount under that specific disorder um i also think that sometimes if that's truly what has happened to a person maybe the legal system doesn't want to go that route and doesn't even want to say that that's you know because again we talked about this in another episode you can't essentially be in your right mind to commit a significantly violent act so I think that maybe the legal system just sees people as being quote unquote evil rather right. than having right. a, a psychotic break. Right. You know? So again, take it all with a grain of salt. Um, and again, you know, we post the references in the show notes. So if you want to do further 
research or or look into these studies further, the information is all there for you guys to to be able to um, come to your own conclusions about what these studies say. Yeah, I mean, like we've said before, psychology is a very, very gray area kind of science. It's very much about, you know, you, you could you could go to one of two extremes where you could say that anyone who does anything out of the ordinary is experiencing, uh, you know, a psychological anomal- a psychologically anomalous state of mind. Um, you could also say that, no, every act that someone commits is a choice and there's no such thing as psychological disorders. That guy's just an asshole or whatever it may be. So, you know, the truth lies somewhere in between, but that's the thing. There really is no actual truth in the sense of psychology because it's, it's, it's an arbitrary definition. We choose to say that this is a disorder and this is not. Right. And it's an arbitrary choice where to draw that line, but it's not even a line. It's a big gray area. Right. You know, with, with something like neurology, there's a lot more black and white. You, you, either, you either have a tumor in your brain or you don't. And that tumor is making you do, making your brain act strangely, which right. makes you behave strangely. Exactly. Um, you know, stepping one down from there to psychiatry, psychiatry is a mix of medicine and psychology. So there's some gray area in there and there's also some black and white. Mm-hmm. You can do a blood test and say, yes, this person's levels of whatever are way off. That's a black and white answer. Um, with psychology, there really are very few black and whites. And even, even from addition to addition of the DSM, something may have previously been or not been a disorder and now is or is not. Exactly. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we talk about this a lot in um, my psychiatric epidemi- epidemiology program that, like you said, you can look at a blood test and say, oh, okay, you know, somebody's thyroid levels are high or low or whatever. Or you can look at an MRI and say, okay, there's a tumor. Um, but when it comes to psychiatric disorders or psychological disorders, it's very difficult to come to a specific distinct conclusion because we don't have those tests to show. You don't look at an MRI. I mean, we are coming very close to it. You know, advancements in this area are really making huge strides. Um, You know, we do have fMRIs and we are able to see some differences between a quote unquote healthy brain versus a brain that potentially has a mental health disorder. But you don't look at an MRI and say, oh, yeah, that person definitely has schizophrenia. It just you can't do that. Right. You have to go through the symptoms and see if they match up and and like you said from addition to addition of the DSM and the ICD like things change so often right it, it could go back and forth it could be one edition says yes this person definitely has it based on these symptoms and then the next edition says no no never mind we changed that to such and such or we took that out or yeah the person didn't change but they may right. now be considered diagnosable 20 years later. It's just like with with the law. You know, you could, you know, back in the day, there were no such thing as cyber crimes. So you could have a hacker hacking away and doing stuff and he's technically not breaking the law. Exactly. But then they make a law and now all of a sudden this stuff is illegal. Correct. The person didn't change. He's still doing the same stuff. It's just now we consider it illegal. And a person with a psychiatric disorder may have been behaving the same way the whole all along. But you just said he was the weirdo in town. But now we've got a name for it. And we could say he's got this. Yep. 
<laughs> you said the weirdo in town and it just made me think, I'm new in town. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, we've been watching a lot of John Mulaney because <laughs> we're obsessed with him. So. Yeah, he's hilarious. <laughs> so freaking funny. Um, after the pandemic, if he tours again, if you have the opportunity to see him, go see him. He's freaking brilliant. Yeah. You will you will just be laughing the entire time, nonstop. He's he's just great. Um, anyway, <laughs> tangent a little bit. Um, all right. So that's really all the information I could find on brief psychotic disorder specifically. So the rest of the time for this episode, I want to go into a case study. I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you all the full story and then I want to get Dan's opinion and then obviously I want to get the listeners opinions as well. So if you guys have opinions on this case, I want to hear from you. So, you know, talk to us on our on our socials, um leave comments because this case really really it's it's such a sad case for for so many reasons and you'll hear all the different aspects of it. And I'm sure there's going to be opinions on every side about this whole thing. So I'm just going to go through the whole thing, and then, and then I want to I want to get Dan's take on what what happened. Cool. Okay. Around 11:30 p.m. Wednesday, November 1st, 2017. Jacob Henderson called 911 to request a well check on his wife. But Jacob was home with his wife, not that she was elsewhere and he couldn't find her. He did find, however, that her behavior was very peculiar. He said he believed she was suicidal and wanted EMS to come to make sure she was okay. He continued on that phone call, saying that she was freaking out as if someone was coming to get her, and that she would not listen to him. He said she seemed to be in a different state of mind. His wife, Sarah Henderson, could be heard telling him she's okay, and there's no need for intervention. A few minutes later, Jacob calls 911 again to cancel EMS, saying everything is all right. Deputies still made their way to the house to ensure everything was indeed all right. When they arrived, they found nothing to be of concern and decided no intervention was needed. They then left, and Jacob and Sarah got into bed and went to sleep while Sarah's two daughters, Kaylee, seven, and Kenley, five, slept out in the living room. About three hours later, Jacob awoke to a clicking sound above his head. When he was able to make sense of what he was hearing, he realized Sarah was standing over him with a gun. She had attempted to shoot him, but the gun jammed. She then told him, Babe, I just shot the kids. 
So he quickly went out to check on the girls in the living room and found both dead from apparent gunshot wounds to the head. He immediately called 911. He has heard sobbing on the recording, informing the dispatcher that Sarah's two girls are dead. Sarah can be heard in the background asking him, what did I do? What did I do? She continues asking, why did I do that? She then asks him, what is going on here, Jake? Jacob responds to Sarah, nothing's going on. That's what I tried to tell you. Then he turns his attention back to the dispatcher and continues, she keeps saying somebody is after her. There's nobody after her. She keeps saying people are coming. There's nobody even here. Sarah is frantic on the 911 call, often apologizing for what she has done and seeming to not understand what her actions even were or why she committed them. At one point, she attempts to choke herself to commit suicide. She then asks Jacob to get off the phone and sounds almost aggressive in doing so. He keeps telling her to stop choking herself, and she responds repeatedly with, I'm not, over and over. Then she finally says to Jacob, please shoot me. Neighbors had said the weeks leading up to the double murder, Sarah had been acting erratically and was saying people were after her. When questioned by the police, Sarah seemed to lack remorse and was extremely matter-of-fact in her interview, a stark difference from what was heard on the 911 call. She also told police that for at least two weeks, she had been planning to kill her daughters and Jacob, and she had also planned to kill herself. Sarah was charged with two counts of capital murder and pled guilty in order to avoid the death penalty. She was sentenced to life in prison. A few things of note before we get into your opinion on this. Her mother had said that when she was younger, she had battled bipolar disorder. Also, before she married Jacob, she was with another man. She had another child who was actually taken from their home due to CPS reports that she was neglecting the child and that the boyfriend was potentially sexually abusing the child. These girls were able to stay with her. There was no reports that anything was happening with them. She told police that she was under a lot of financial stress when this happened. And police said that they were going to get a psych eval for her because they thought something may have been wrong with her mental state. I don't know whatever came of that. I haven't found any reports on if they actually did get the evaluation or if they did what was found. But she pled guilty on her own to avoid the death penalty, to avoid going to trial, and was sentenced to life. That sucks. That's, you know, and a lot of people are going to hear a story like that and be like, yeah, she got what she deserved. But, like, she didn't deserve that. <laughs> like, yeah, she killed her kids, and that's an awful thing to do. But she clearly didn't 
want to. There was something wrong with her. And the system failed her and her children and her husband and her her parents, uh, you know, everyone. So many people were hurt by this. And the system failed them because it it knew that there was something wrong with her. The system knew. And and the system knew 20, 30 years ago, however, however long ago it was when she was a kid. And just said, oh, yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. There's bureaucracy. There's red tape. We'll get to it. CPS took her kid away from her and said, oh, we'll get to it. The police scheduled an evaluation. Oh, we'll get to it. It'll happen eventually. Don't worry about it. There's so much There's so much real crime in the world. Forget this. Well, now two children are dead. One's, one woman is, is dead. She's in jail for the rest of her life. And her husband's basically dead. Because now he's going to be effed up for the rest of his life. So that's four lives. Ended. Plus all of the collateral damage. Now her parents are going to be wondering are gonna they're gonna be feeling guilty they're gonna know that they should have done something because no offense to them but they probably could have done more i understand that life is difficult but they they're gonna feel guilty about that you know uh his parents her you know in-laws or yeah are gonna feel guilty probably and and angry so there, there are gonna be so many lives ruined by this by something that the system knew could have become exactly this yeah. What a fucking failure. Now, my question to you and the listeners is, would you potentially consider this um, possibly a brief psychotic episode? I don't think so, because it was something that was going on with her forever. Now, having said that, could that individual episode have been considered BPD? Sure, yeah. But I, I, think, I think that from what you described of BPD it's not it doesn't seem to me to be an episode of a longer lasting disorder so much as it's something that just happens to you here and now and it's not chronic it's it's purely acute right and so if that's if my understanding is correct then no I would say this is not BPD I'd say this is a symptom of a much longer lasting underlying psychiatric disorder. So we haven't gotten to it yet. Obviously, we haven't done the mood disorders, but bipolar disorder does have a subtype with um, psychotic uh, tendencies. So there is then the potential that this could have been that. Right. That her bipolar disorder was creating this, manifesting this. Yeah. So there's also that side of it as well. Yeah. And I mean, that's the thing, too, about, like, modern life and how effing stressful it is. And people pretend like it's not. People pretend like everything's cool and the pressure to work 30 hours a day. That's right. I said 30 hours a day. Seven days a week is okay because if you're tough, you'll just do it. But no, you won't just do it. It will damage you. Yeah. It will, your blood pressure will go up, your heart rate will go up, you'll, you're, you won't, you'll lose years off your life, your stress will harm you. But what's worse that people don't think about is the stress can bring out underlying psychiatric disorders. Mm-hmm. Yep. If this woman had lived a totally comfortable, happy life without that financial stress that she was feeling, this may never have happened. Right. Exactly. She may have been able to go on to routine course of treatment where they said, okay, yeah, there is something going on, but here's some therapy, here's some medication we're going to play with, and yep. and maybe we can stabilize your behavior, and no one would have to have had their lives ruined. Right. And um, bipolar disorder, um, we, we hear a lot that children of 
mothers who have bipolar disorder are oftentimes neglected or having to fend for themselves because the mood episodes are so significant. So if she indeed had bipolar disorder or has bipolar disorder, she's still alive, um, has bipolar disorder, that could have been why she was neglecting her children in the this original CPS report. Yeah, um, she may not have had the capability to take care of them because she was going through so much in her head. Um, and exactly what you were saying before, that's the opportunity. That's, I mean, another opportunity. There were plenty of opportunities probably prior to that, but that was an opportunity for CPS to say, maybe this woman should be getting a psych eval right. and figuring out what is the underlying reason for her neglecting her, her children. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you know, a lot of people will, will hear this and say, oh, I see the writing on the wall. So you want the state to intervene in my life and take my freedoms away. Yeah, I do. And do you know why? Because two little girls are dead now. Yes. Because the state didn't intervene. Correct. I don't care about your effing freedoms. I really don't. Because if you lose your shit and go out on the street and kill my wife, I'm going to be pretty upset about that. They, the, the two little girls lost their freedoms. Right. Would you rather they have lost their lives or the government intervene to make sure that everyone's staying safe? Yeah, no, they'd rather the two girls lose their lives and then the woman goes to jail and lose her life and the husband suffers because he wasn't a strong enough man to control his woman. That's what people want. Not you guys. You guys are awesome. But the average person <laughs> loves violence. They love this stuff. They're going to go to work and talk about it. Did you did you hear the thing? Did you see the accident on the side of the road on the way to work? It took me long to get to work because everyone had to stare at this accident, this violent thing. Why do you want to see this? What the fuck is wrong with you? Not you guys. You guys are cool. <laughs> um, mind you, I didn't mention where this took place, but can you figure out what state this was? Uh, a state that has the death penalty first and texas? foremost yeah. <laughs> it was texas yeah. yep so i mean you know we have to look at that also we have to look at what the different systems are like state to state it, it it's unfortunate but you know states rights rule so every state can make their own laws about how they intervene in these situations yeah, especially texas what a lot of people even you know even citizens of the u.s don't realize that texas was actually another country at one point because a they were part of spain for a while and then they were an independent nation in between the united states and they were supposed to be like forever texas was supposed to be its own country um but you know that didn't go so well no but texas is one of the most independent mm -hmm. states oh, yes. in the nation because of that. And Very. so, yeah, that's, that's, it is a different country. <laughs> it, 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 it almost is. It, 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 you're absolutely right. Um, so we, we hear a lot about, you know, things that happen in Texas and just how, um, how almost, I don't even know the right word for it. They just, they have complete rule over their their little nation um you know they don't really look at um other states and take into consideration what 
possibly states around them were doing or or what other states are doing where, you know, something's working in a different way. They don't really want to adopt other things because they feel like everything's working perfectly in their own little country. Um, clearly, especially as we're seeing in this case, that's not correct. Um, I do believe that she broke. Yeah, for sure. I believe yeah. that she broke. I believe... You know, you can hear the 911 call. I'm not going to play it. Um, you know, we're not really into that kind of stuff. You can hear the 911 call anywhere you look up her name. So you'll you'll hear her in the background, but she is she's frantic. She is apologetic. She is remorseful. She's crying. She doesn't even understand what she just did. She wants to kill herself. She is is so beside herself about what just took place. And then 30 minutes later, when the police show up and they start questioning her, she's like a completely different person. She, they said she was catatonic. Yeah. So <laughs> that's not normal. Yeah. And, and the crazy thing is at some point in the far future, assuming we haven't blown ourselves to smithereens, these will be the kinds of things that, future humans will look back on it and be like, that sucks. Like they actually couldn't stop that. They couldn't just do a brain scan and be like, Oh, here we go. Right. This is what's different. Let's just, let's just whip out our tricorder and, and fix it. it. It's, it's nuts how little we understand about the human brain. Yeah. We've had them for as long as we've had ourselves. Correct. <laughs> and we've been investigating them for hundreds of years, thousands of years, thousands, really, if you go yeah. all the way back to the Egyptians. But, um, we still just have no effing idea. And like, like, you know, like we reference the difference between like neurology and psychiatry and psychology a lot. And like, yeah, you know, if you have a tumor in your brain, we can spot it. We can do an MRI. We can see the tumor and we can say, okay, that's wrong. We got to get rid of that thing. Right. right. But with purely psychological disorders, you can do every test in the book medically and, and come up with nothing. Mm -hmm. But there's got to be something. We just have, we just don't know what it is. We just haven't found it yet. Exactly. We just don't know what it is. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, eventually, fingers crossed, we can get there. Um, but we're not we're not there yet. And no. so when we see people do, like he, her husband did the right thing. Yeah, he called 911 originally and said, my wife is acting very differently. And I'm afraid for her. I would really like somebody to come and check on her because I don't think this is okay. Yeah, which is more than most people would have done. Absolutely. Absolutely. Most people would not have thought to do that. They would have said, okay, let me just keep an eye on her. Right. He, I mean, frankly, I might have done that. I might have been like, okay, let me let me, let me, me just keep an eye on her, make right. sure everything's cool, and right. then if shit gets out of hand, I'll call for help. Because people don't but, expect it to be right. something like this. That's right. why. Right. Um, but he was, she yeah. must have been doing something so right. strangely. Yeah. That he really just felt this is not okay. We yeah. are not safe. Let and me he call the police. And most importantly, he knew that he was not qualified to handle the situation. Absolutely. Yes. You yep. He, he did the right thing and I commend him. Commend yeah, him for I agree. that. I agree. The unfortunate thing is, and, and, you know, we see this case after case after case is when the police show up and the person is saying to them, oh no, I'm fine. 
Right. Like, That's why didn't it. they, they do take something? Their word. And I get it that the EMTs and the ambulance are not psychiatrists. They can't evaluate this woman's psychiatric state. You know, they'll just do her blood pressure and, and do they'll a do basic an, neuro. Yeah, yeah, they'll do a neuro check, exactly. You know, but that's not going to sure really that, tell right. you anything. It's not going to tell like, you anything. Psychologically. <laughs> right. Um, but, like, they still should have done something. I they should have at least looked her over and done that basic neuro because maybe they could have seen something. Maybe they could have seen something in her pupils. That was not right and said, you know what, maybe we should take you to the hospital. Yeah. You know, maybe they could have seen something in her blood work that her cortisol was through the roof or was super duper low or her TSH was super low. And that's why she was in that catatonic, unfeeling state. The thing is, too, you know, um, EMS is allowed to intervene and take you to the hospital even if you are saying no when it's something that's significant like if you were shot and you're losing a bunch of blood and you're like right. i don't want to go to the hospital they're going to intervene and they're going to say no it's our responsibility and duty we have to take you to the hospital that doesn't happen with mental health um situations right so you know people think that it's it's you're taking my rights away by taking me right. away. You're committing me without my my con my consent. But if it's something that they truly believe is going to be right. a potential harm or danger, I think that they should be permitted to take that person to the hospital, to the ED, and get a psych eval there. I really think that that should be implemented. Um, I don't know if it is. I don't know if maybe certain states have it. I, I can it. <laughs> pretty much guarantee Texas does not. <laughs> um, so, you know, I think that while I thought it was a great thing that the deputies showed up, EMS was not dispatched because he called back, the husband called back and said everything's okay. We don't need EMS. And obviously they don't want to tie EMS up if somebody is if something is life-threatening, again, if somebody was shot somewhere and, you know, so something like that, they need EMS to be available for that. They did send the deputy deputies, which I thought was great. That was responsible of them. Well, yeah, and that's going to happen 100% of the time. If you right. call 911 and say, come get me, and then call back and say, no, it's good, they're not going back. They're coming, right. regardless. Exactly. But I think that EMS should have been yeah, dispatched. Absolutely. Or... Absolutely. Or... Maybe police should be trained right. to do certain things like this. Every police officer should be an EMT. 100% of the time. They're a? trained to, like, do CPR. They're trained, I think, to do, like, basic first aid. Uh, I think they're trained to deliver babies. At least they used to be. I don't yeah. know if they still are. I've heard of that. That used to be know. a thing. But I don't think they're trained in any any significant way to, you know, check. Every cruiser should have an AED in it, should have... It probably does. Should have, um... I don't know. <laughs> an EpiPen? It's multiple EpiPens. <laughs> they should have uh, Narcan, which they probably they do. do. They have Narcan. But, like, mm -hmm. every single one yep. should. Yep, they do. Every one of them should have, like, the basic stuff, like a pulse ox and a sphygmomanometer. And, right. Yes, the basics. Exactly. And, yeah. and an EKG. It's mm -hmm. not that difficult. No. And to be honest with you, you don't have to be, like, certified to do some of these things. Like, Narcan, technically, you don't have to be certified to administer Narcan. 
you can take a training to learn how to do it, but you don't have to be certified. Um, to take a take blood pressure, you don't have to be certified. Right. To administer an EpiPen, you don't have to be certified because these are life-saving emergency situations. So you don't have to be certified to help in an emergency situation like that. So police should be trained to do a multitude of these basic emergency tasks. And I think that one of them should be to do a true neuro psych check, you know, a a basic, they're not psychiatrists, just a basic once over. Um, They should have a questionnaire with them. You know, it shouldn't just be that they show up and go, oh, you were feeling weird. Are you okay now? And then the person says yes. And they go, okay, great. Do you need anything? And they're like, no. And then they're like, perfect. I'm going to leave. It shouldn't be that. Right. And it shouldn't be like up to his like intuition. Like, well, if he's a good cop, he would have seen it. Like, no, he wouldn't have. Right. And also you don't want to leave things to arbitrary decisions. Right. You want procedures. That's why we have a government. That's why we have administration. That's why that cop has a sergeant and a lieutenant and a captain. Because these people's whole purpose is to decide on what the lower ranks should be doing. And there should be a procedure that says you do this every single time. Right. You know, and if one plus one equals two, then you say, okay, I'm going to call, I'm going to call an ambulance. We're going to hang out here. You please sit on the couch. You please sit on the whatever. Right. We're going to hang out here for a bit and wait for the ambulance and they're going to get a better evaluation. I I know that that sucks if it's 2 a.m. and you're tired and you want to go to bed. But guess what? Two little girls are dead now. Exactly. Uh, so I'm going to go on a little bit of a tangent, but it, you just reminded me of another case because, um, and it, it's, it goes with what we're talking about. So um, a family hadn't seen their son for the holidays and it was very unusual. So they called for a well check. Um, police arrived at his house, um, found his girlfriend dead on the couch with uh, an apparent gunshot wound to the head, I believe. Um, and found him wandering around the house, bleeding, just completely disoriented. So they brought him in to be questioned because they assumed he was the the perpetrator. While he was being questioned, his face was swelling up. His nose had like a piece missing from it. Um, they and like his face was just getting bigger and bigger and bigger while they were talking to him he was in their uh interrogation room i think it was six hours i believe and um just being interrogated and he you you can hear the clip i I don't remember his name but you can hear the interrogation and he is completely confused i mean they're asking him questions and he's just giving such random answers he's giving the same answer to different questions like of of who people are He's so confused and disoriented. And after this about six hours, the officer who is interviewing him decides, you know what? He's acting strangely. Let me call EMS after six hours of his face blowing up and his nose basically being gone. Turns out he had a bullet lodged in his head. Jeez. That hole in his nose was from right. the bullet. He got to the hospital, um, and unfortunately, he died hours later. Right. 
So they absolutely could have saved his life. How in the world did the officer not think that there should have been medical intervention immediately for this man? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Should have been the number one thing done. Yep. Yep. So now that kid lost his life because an officer was too involved in... Yeah. Yeah. He was too emotionally involved. Yeah. Yep. I mean, theoretically, if I go rob a bank, right? I'm a bad person. I'm robbing this bank. I'm clearly guilty as hell. I'm going to jail for this when the cops get here and get me. But if I get into a shootout and I kill 19 cops and they finally get me and they and they shoot me and I'm bleeding out on the ground, you know what happens? EMS comes over to me. Correct. And tries to save my life. Correct. Yep. So, like, how does this guy not get medical care? Yep. Exactly. So it, it just, it, they really need to have more training implemented for police to understand medical and and psychological conditions immediately. Yeah, there needs to be a procedure in place, and there probably is, that says, oh, you showed up and this guy maybe probably did it. You think he did it? I don't care. Blood is pouring out of his face. He's missing a piece of his nose. Have EMS look at him. Usually they'll bring them to the hospital and then you question them at the hospital. Right. Usually they're handcuffed to the bed and then they get questioned there. I I don't know why this didn't happen in that situation. But back to this case, there were were so many opportunities along the way for this woman to have gotten the help that she really needed exactly to prevent this from happening. Um, had that gun not jammed, her husband would, her be, dead husband too. would be dead and she probably, probably would be dead. Exactly. Four yeah. lives and people would have just, you know, it would have been a, a, a murder suicide because she would have been dead. They, the, no case would have, you know, well, no trial would have happened. Nothing would have come of it. And these people would have just been forgotten. Yeah. And that's, Part of why we do Psyche Saturday, because these people can't be forgotten. We have to talk about psychology and psychiatry because there needs to be better intervention. Yeah. People need to understand the symptoms and they need to understand how to get help for people who are suffering. Yeah. And I've said this before. This isn't about right and wrong. This isn't about justice and vengeance. This is about improving the human condition going forward. Right. This isn't about good. She went to jail. She got what she deserved. Two little girls are still dead. Right. A woman who could have led a perfectly normal life is now in jail for the rest of her life. She's probably going to kill herself in jail. She might. She's probably going to kill herself in jail. Yeah. Her husband's probably going to kill himself too at some point. And even if he doesn't, he's just going to suffer. Right. For the next 40, 50 years of his life. Now she has a, a probably undiagnosed mental health condition that needs to be helped. That needs to be treated. He now has significant trauma from A, almost being killed by his wife and then having to see his stepdaughters dead in the living room. The the mental anguish yeah. that these people are going through because of mm-hmm. this situation is catastrophic. Yeah. Who knows now, unfortunately, what he might end up doing later down the road. Yeah. Like you said, he may even take his own life. Right. He may have some kind of underlying neurological disorder that we don't know about. That and now this stress exactly. triggers him to become a murderer, for all we know. It, it, we we need to intervene. And, and first responders of every kind need to be trained in order to really help these situations. It can't yeah. just be... 
You show up at the house, they tell you everything's fine, and you leave. Yeah, and the thing is, in most places in the world, yes, there are some places where this doesn't apply, but in most places in the world, police officers never shoot their gun, right? They're, right. Even though, you know, their their primary role is to be, you know, I don't want to say a combatant, but is, is to be enforcement, is to be there to, to stop bad things from happening, most cops don't really serve in that role. Most cops, you know, they'll they'll t- give out speeding tickets and and whatever and red light tickets, right? And they'll show up to defuse situations, and that's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. When you when you see these videos of the good cops, you know, and and they're you know they're in the hood, and you know these young men are are being hooligans or whatever, and they get in there and they start playing basketball with them or whatever. You know, where they start breakdancing. That one cop was breakdancing. That's fantastic. Like, go you. Yep. But at the same time, we need to understand that that's what most cops do with most of their jobs. Yes. Most of their jobs are not drawing a gun, not being a badass, not being a tough guy. So why don't we put some training in for this kind of stuff? Exactly. Because this is the kind of stuff that they can use every day. And I'm not saying that they're going to come across a case like this every day. Right. But even if... They come across a case like this once in their career. They save two little girls and they save two other people's lives. That's four lives saved if this happens once in a career. Exactly. Exactly. Whereas most cops don't get the opportunity to pull their gun and save a life. That's not a thing. This isn't real life isn't a movie. Right. You know? Right. So the opportunity to really affect humanity in a positive way to affect society in a positive way moving forward is with this kind of training a hundred percent so what do you think could have potentially been her diagnosis do you think i mean i think you answered this already but i'm going to ask you straight out do you think she had a mental health Disorder. Oh yeah, absolutely. The fact that she, the fact that she was hallucinating, the fact that she thought that people were out to get her when they weren't, right off the bat, means that there's something going on in your brain. It's probably schizophrenia or something like that. Um, it could be some kind of borderline personality disorder. Uh, you know, obviously she, there was a concern of having, you know, um, the bipolar bipolar disorder. disorder. Mm-hmm. That could have been part of it, but I feel like that would have been a secondary thing because that doesn't tend to make you think that your daughters are part of a conspiracy to kill you. That tends to be really a schizophrenia kind of thing, like a psychosis disorder. Like I said before, though, bipolar disorder can have right. that as right. as symptoms in a specific right. subtype. Yeah, and, and like we said before, this is all gray area. Right. You know, yep. who knows... What if there's this particular synapse in your brain that's responsible for bipolar disorder and this totally different synapse in your brain that's responsible for, uh, you know, brief psychotic disorder? Or if it's the same thing or if all of them, you know, we just we really don't know. She could also have had schizophreniform disorder because that's the combination of mood disorder and schizophrenia. Yeah. So they're like you're saying, it's a gray area. It could have been so many different things yeah but the the only thing that i would say is because there was clearly at least an underlining overriding disorder that is a long-term disorder she was born with something happening in her brain that should have been fixed in an ideal situation yeah and i'm not saying that they should have you know the doctor should have 
done an MRI and said, oh, yeah, we know exactly what's going on. Let's fix it. And, right. You know, I'm not saying that because we're just not there yet. Right. But in an ideal world, yes, she was born with something that was broken. Yep. And it right. just it just took however many years, however old she was. It took that long. She was 29. She was 29. Oh, that's it. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yep. Um, I thought she was in like 39 or something. I missed I misheard you. Um, I don't think I said her age. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, she was. Very it just young. it just took twenty nine years yeah. to manifest itself, and yeah. it's just like with, you know, with with cancer. When you when you're diagnosed in your like middle age with like really late stage cancer, hmm. that's been growing inside you forever. Right. You know, we're basically grown. We're basically born with cancer in our body. Mm-hmm. It's just there's one or two cells here or there, and it's so hard to diagnose it. That's something that's going on your whole life. And, you know, same thing with, with a lot of blood disorders. These are things that are that are wrong in your DNA that's causing your bone marrow to make blood cells that are not quite right. It's just that when you're eight years old, you're so healthy and you've got so much energy that nobody knows the difference. Right. And then when you're 20 years old, you're just, oh, yeah, you know, you're, you're not aging that great. You know, some people, whatever. When you're 50 years old and you're practically on your deathbed and, and you look like an 80-year-old, you finally go to the doctor and they're like, oh, yeah, something's wrong with you. And it's the same thing in a lot of cases with psychiatric disorders is this is something that you're born with. We just have no idea until you kill your kids. Yeah. Yep. And and that's where we really need to improve. Yes. Is, and, and they knew. They, they suspected she had bipolar disorder when she was a child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we even had the advance warning. We saw the, tor- we saw the tornado coming mm-hmm. and didn't evacuate Correct. until it was too late. Correct. Do you think that she deserves to be in prison? Well, you know, she she needs to be in some kind of custody. Of course. She, she can't be trusted in general society. Agreed. Should she be behind bars? No. In general population? No. Because she has a disorder which has caused her to kill. Right. That's a fact. Right. So who, kno- who knows if she's going to be in jail being totally cool most of the time and earning people's trust and then she's going to have an episode mm. and start shiving people. And again, most people are going to be like, oh, well, whatever, they're prisoners, they deserve it. Like, no, they don't. Right. Like, maybe I'm in jail for eight years because I robbed sold, the liquor store to provide for my to kids. Some kids, yeah, right. exactly. Do I deserve to <laughs> die for that? Well, no, but that's different. That's not everybody in jail, Dan. It's most people in jail. It is. It is most people. Most people in jail are not hardened murderers who just want to kill for profit. You know, in some cases, these are people who have mental disorders yeah. that are undiagnosed. In a lot of cases, though, even the people, you know, and that's just the people who are in there for having committed violent crimes. Some people are in there just because they're a-holes. Some people are in there because they have something wrong with them. Yeah. And then a lot of people are in there because, yeah, they, they didn't, they committed non-violent crimes. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Do you think that she then should have been placed in a psychiatric facility? 100%. She, now, look, I'm not. I'm hashtag not a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, not a whatever. But I would imagine that there are psychiatric facilities that are basically prisons. There are, exactly. There and are forensic psychiatric facilities. Yes. That's where someone like that needs to be. And I don't know if you could have a prison with a separate wing like that, or if it has to be a psychiatric facility that's more like a prison. But there has to be something in between, like therapy and jail, <laughs> straight up jail, for people like this. And I'm getting the impression from you that it's a psychiatric facility that's just a high security rather than a jail 
that's more geared towards psychiatric. And that's Correct. good because the private prison, prison system in this country is effed. Yeah. Completely and utterly effed. Yeah. <laughs> that's a whole other that's a whole other that's a whole that's that a different podcast need. i mean that's a, that's a different podcast but oh. yeah she should be remanded to some kind of custody yes. for sure at least for now and you know in an ideal world yeah maybe she can get therapy and get medication and get all better that would be fantastic is that likely probably not she's probably gonna have to be institutionalized for the rest of her life if she has psychosis it's yeah it's it's difficult. And it's that, very difficult. Yeah, and that sucks, but that's where she needs to be. Not because she's a bad person and she deserves to be in jail forever, but because she cannot be a reliable Trusted. member of society. Exactly. We can't trust her in society. Absolutely. I, I, I hope that she can get some sort of evaluation. I hope that she can get treatment. And I hope that her husband is getting treatment as well for what he he was put through because it's not going to do things for his do good things for his psyche either no. if he does not get any sort of treatment for I mean, for the I, trauma he's endured. I don't know how the hell you deal with that. I don't I, know how you deal with that. I can't even I can't even I mean, imagine. God, God bless him for making it through each and every day. Yeah. I don't know if I could go 24 hours. Yeah. I really don't. I don't know what the hell I would do. <laughs> well we're almost at an hour <laughs> psyche saturdays are supposed to be short uh <sighs> shorter um so that's where we're gonna we're gonna leave it but i want to hear your opinions um obviously you know ours um do you agree with us do you disagree with us and i i really want to have like an intelligent discussion about this so i don't <laughs> want to just hear people shouting about yeah, she's a murderer. Like No, it's the internet. I know. Uh but I assume everyone listening to us are awesome. intelligent people. Yeah. So um so you know, give me a, a legitimate reason as to why you disagree with us. Um or if you agree with us, you know, tell us tell us why you agree. Um but I, I wanna I wanna know how people would, would see this. Um because I'm sure there are opinions all over the place on on a case like this so with that i do want to mention that we changed our um website it used to be the link tree but i found a better one now so you can actually like see all of our stuff on there instead of just links so you can see like our instagram posts you can see our spotify playlist you can see our merchandise right there super super cool Super user friendly. We still have some of our podcast links there, so you don't have to worry about that. But it is bitesize.me. Adorable. But it's bite, B-Y-T-E, S-I-Z-E dot M-E slash Blackbird Advocacy. And if you go to our Instagram at Blackbird Advocacy, the link is right there in our bio. If you or someone you know has a story you would like to share on any of our episodes, you can email us at blackbirdadvocacy at gmail.com. Of course, talk to us on our socials. Um, and uh, I'm going to mention it up until the day that it happens. Uh, we are holding our next podcast virtual convention, PodVCon Spring Break. Two weekends in a row in March, March 12th through 14th and 19th through 21st. Dan and I will be doing a live Blackbird episode 
And uh, when we get closer to the date, I will give you the date and time of our episode. Uh, but we hope that you tune into all of that. Um, you can see that convention completely, all all of the live broadcasts at facebook.com slash groups slash podvcom, which is P-O-D-V-C-O-M-M. And with that... Don't judge a brain by its body. We'll be heard by you tomorrow on a special Valentine's Day Blackbird. Coming every week on podcast platforms everywhere, a podcast like no other. Listen to John as he talks about comic books, video games, and anything he wants. Every week is a new topic. You'll laugh, you'll cry, you'll subscribe. Follow The Basement Reload on all social media platforms at Basement Reload and smash that subscribe button. It's time for a reload.